This is more than just a Sunday service, especially for the majority of you in this room who call Venture Church your, your family of faith, your church family. Um, this is a migration. This is a shifting of the tides. And if you look in biblical history, uh, God is all about setting apart a space for his purpose. Uh, and, and so sometimes the early, early, early fathers of our faith would like just put a rock They'd be like, this is the rock, and we'll never forget the day that this happened. And I'm sure the great-great-grandkids are like, what's that rock for? And then somebody's like, I don't know. But in that moment, it was sacred, and it was set apart, and it was very important for them. Or they would set apart an entire city, or they would set apart a portion of water, or they would pray over an area. And so this is a big deal. And for the beginning parts of the biblical story, uh, God's people were a mobile church. They were walking around in the wilderness. They were going all over the place. And believe it or not, everywhere they went, they set up pipe and drape. Um, the black curtains that we had everywhere, the temple, the, 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 the tabernacle, which is just a fancy old word for tent, was all kinds of specific fabrics. It was woven by artists. It was beautiful. And they would set up these tents on poles, and they would go in there. And inside, the host team would get the bread out, and they would put uh, some fire somewhere and some incense different places. And they traveled around, and anywhere they went, they took the presence of God with them through this thing called the Ark of the Covenant. It was this big box, and they had some memories in there. The Ten Commandments were in there and some other uh, artifacts from their history. And they would carry it from place to place to place. And there were people whose job it was to pull that trailer and get it around town and put it in the different places where they would set up. And um, the presence of God, that's the place where God said, if you want to experience me the most, there's no place where God is not. He's everywhere. I, I don't believe really in the word secular uh, in the sense that like there's places where God doesn't exist. Now he's everywhere even in the most bark, darkest and broken places but if God says you want to really experience me go to the place where the Ark of the Covenant is that's where I'll let my presence dwell and only certain people could even go and be near it and they would attend to it and those were the priests and that was a big part of the history right? So if you don't know that history it's, it's pretty cool it's all throughout the book of Exodus and you can read about it in Leviticus there's a lot of things going on in there. They would do that and they would consecrate the place and then when it was time for them to move they would move on. And Venture Church has done a lot of that. Now, here's the cool thing. With the coming of Jesus and the institution of the church, the, the Spirit of God doesn't live in a box anymore. He doesn't make us go to a certain place to worship or bow down and pray to a certain direction or anything like that. We're told in the book of 1 Corinthians that he takes up residence within us, alongside our soul. Acts chapter 2 says that when we turn our lives over to Jesus, we repent and we're baptized for the forgiveness of our sins. We receive the gift of his Holy Spirit. You are a traveling Ark of the Covenant. You get to walk around the city and take His Spirit with you everywhere that you go. And so though we've been setting up tents and doing all kinds of stuff, we've been spreading out through this area and shining the light of God in everything that we do. So then, they finally get to come to this place in Jerusalem. And King David wants to build a temple, and God's like, no, it's not your turn. You've got other things to do. You established my kingdom. But his son Solomon gets to build a temple. And there's this moment that happens in 2 Chronicles. I'm just going to read a couple of, um, let's see if I've picked the right spot. A couple of verses here. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 6. So he stands up to dedicate the temple. And this is what he says. And it's really long. And if you read it, uh, you would need some commentary and some time to think about it. We're just going to read a couple of verses. He says, it says, Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly and spread out his hands. Now, he'd made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide, three cubits high. He placed it in the center of the outer court. He stood on the platform, and then he knelt down before the whole assembly. And he spread out his hands. He said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. 
You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promises to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised and with your hands you have fulfilled it as it is today. And then the Spirit of God fills that place like a cloud. And they're making these sacrifices and they're having praise and they're just throwing a party and it's great. But the Spirit of God overwhelms them to the point where they can't function. (laughs) They have to shut things down. It says the priests were overwhelmed and all they could do is just sing this song over and over. You are good. You are good. And your love endures today. You are good. You are good and your love endures. And so if you think these guys do the chorus of a song too many times, you should have been there that day. (laughs) They're like, we can't think of any other words. (laughs) You are good. And your love endures. And I'm not going to read the whole speech to you, but then he comes out at the end. Verse 40, he says, Now, my God, may your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Let's pray. God, this is a different Sunday. Uh, We give this space to you. The grass outside, the asphalt in the front, the concrete under our feet, the roof over our head. We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it, but Lord, this is just a, a shell, a vessel, unless you fill it. So I pray for this church community, that we can be honest, that we can be transparent, that we can be real, and that we can turn to you. I pray for this community, that we can be a group of people that reaches the people around this building. Uh, with your love, not with our brand, not with our style, maybe not with our building, but with your presence. I pray that you anoint this place, Lord. Fill it with your presence. Overwhelm us to the point where we can't function. So that we'll know that it's not by us, but by you. Lord, I pray for a renewed Christian church in North Durham this morning. As they're starting a journey that we began over 10 years ago as a church family. And they kick off their first service today. And I pray for Greg the pastor over there, his wife Katie, their kids, their team that they've started, the new families who are rolling in probably right around now, 15, 20 minutes late, that they'll just be open to what you have for them. May we be, continue to be a family here in Wilmington that, uh, that goes beyond our walls, beyond our city limits, and we're anywhere you need us, and offer your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. hey, I'm going to turn it over to the band. Let's worship this morning.